der Stierkampf ist halt für mich am schlimmsten, weil die Stiere werden ja wirklich ermordet. Ne? Heißt ja auf Spanisch auch Traditional bullfighting is the worst in my opinion, because the bulls are actually being murdered. The bullfighter is called the matador in Spanish, and the meaning of this word is basically killer. The matadores are so proud of their name, that was really off-putting for me. You are listening to Galgo FM, a voice for the Galgo. My name is Christoph Richter, and I will be speaking to people that take a stand against hunting with dogs in Spain. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. Welcome to episode number two. For my German podcast, Jaspers Abenteuer, I spoke to Maria Teresa Garcia Rodriguez. Teresa lives in Tenerife and is an animal welfare activist since she settled to Tenerife over 30 years ago. Teresa is part of Plataforma No a la Casa, a Spanish movement against hunting. She also is president of the animal welfare organization Abram Tenerife. Teresa told me about the bad situation of hunting dogs in Spain, animal welfare acts, and the massive importance of education for better future perspectives. I think this interview is very important because of the inside view Teresa has. So I decided to translate and voice over it and put it in the first interview episode of this podcast. And here it is. Dann habe ich angefangen, mich dafür einzusetzen, weil ich eigentlich immer schon ein Herz für Tiere hatte. Ich weiß nicht, ob And then I started to take action against animal abuse, because I've always had a special place in my heart for all types of animals. I don't know if that has something to do with the fact that I grew up in Germany. The whole relationship with animals is different there from what it is in Spain. And I've always had a lot of respect for animals and would really look after them. And when I realized how bad the situation was for the hunting dogs on the islands, I mean, fortunately, we don't have bullfighting here and therefore less animal suffering than on the mainland. But the hunting dogs simply needed our help. And thankfully, there were lots of people here who were already helping the dogs. I just had to join them. Mein Mann hat immer gesagt, man hat mir die Tiere auf meinen Weg gelegt, weil egal wo wir hingegangen sind. My husband always says, wherever I go, the animals follow. No matter where we went, we always bumped into a stray dog or cat. Of course you worry and wonder, how can I help? What can I do? And slowly but surely you find yourself getting into animal welfare work in your own time just to help here and there. Aktiv bin ich geworden, als ich dann wirklich gesehen habe, was da in den Schluchten abgeht. The point when I decided to start taking action was when I saw what was going on in the canyons, how the animals were kept there, not even in the backyard of a house on a chain, but in an actual pit, 10 or 12 dogs trapped in a small cave. That is when I couldn't sit and watch anymore. I had to do something. Thanks to my prior commitment against bullfighting, I already had a lot of contacts and was part of many groups, as we had sometimes organized protests. And then it grew from there. People told me about their experiences and I thought to myself, hey, I could do this on Tenerife too. And now here we are. I'm part of No a la Casa, a big movement against hunting in Spain. I took a stand against bullfighting and I even joined an animal welfare organization here on Tenerife. I mean, I got into it more and more and I tried to cover everything the animals need and I'm trying to help wherever I can. 
But it's not enough. As a private person, you can't cover everything that needs to be done. You can't help every animal that needs help. Was alles abzudecken ist und man kann nicht allen Tieren helfen, die Hilfe brauchen. What's the situation on Tenerife? Are there any differences between the islands and the mainland when it comes to the dogs? Es gibt, was die Hunde angeht, nicht so viele Unterschiede, aber auf dem Festland gibt es halt mehr. When it comes to the dogs, there isn't much difference. But there is more animal suffering or animal abuse on the mainland, starting with bullfighting. And then there are lots of other little fairs or carnivals where animals are tortured to death. It's part of the fair. And then there is dog racing too. So compared to Tenerife, there are definitely more activities that rely on animals being abused. In Tenerife, it's only, and I mean only in quotation marks, but it's only the hunting and the terrible way the hunting dogs are kept and treated. Here it's more the Podencos, because the island's geography is quite different to the mainland. There aren't any wide plains that the Galgos need for sprinting. Here there are rocks and canyons everywhere, and the Podencos are more suitable to this terrain. They have more endurance. These dogs can be without food or drink for days. Podencos are the strongest dogs I know, even though they are incredibly slender and graceful. They aren't as tall as the Galgos, a bit smaller, and the face is different too. On the islands, it's the Podencos that are used for hunting. So here, they are the ones who need our help. They are tortured the most and are got rid of in terrible ways when they aren't good for hunting anymore. Aber es ist trotzdem nicht so schlimm wie auf dem Festland. Da werden die Galgos ja richtig gequält, wenn sie nicht mehr jagen können, weil die Jäger ihre Ehre retten müssen. Und ein But Tier, it's still not as bad taucht, as on the mainland. There, the Galgos are truly tortured when they can't be used for hunting anymore, because the hunters have to restore their honor. A dog that isn't good for hunting anymore and is therefore not doing as their master commands has to be tortured to death, for example, by hanging it but not in a way that makes it die quickly. Quite the opposite. The dogs touch the ground with their back legs and basically strangle themselves. They panic and move their front legs trying to find something to hold on to. They call this playing the piano. And this is done because people think they have to punish the dog for not doing their work properly anymore. To me, these people are murderers and psychopaths. People who don't deserve to be alive. Also, für mich sind das Mörder und Psychopathen und also Menschen, die es gar nicht wert sind zu leben. What does the Spanish population think about the suffering of the Galgos and Podencos? Do people in the cities know about it at all? Or is this all happening in secret in the countryside where nobody knows anything about it? 
Es ist unglaublich, aber es ist so, dass ganz viele Spanier gar nicht wissen, was hier in ihrem eigenen Land abgeht. You wouldn't believe it, but quite a lot of the Spanish don't know what's going on in their own country. If you have a rescued dog or you somehow get into it because you met somebody and heard about it, you'll of course want to find out more about it. Not because you're an animal rights activist, but because you're a human. A sensitive person hearing about this of course wants to know how they can help. You don't have to be an animal rights activist to see that it's not normal how animals are being treated here. At first I thought people didn't want to know or refused to accept it, but then I realized that they actually don't have a clue about it, especially the people living in the cities. Vor allem die Stadtmenschen, ne? die wissen gar nicht, was da auf dem Land oder in den Schluchten abgeht. Ne? Und das ist natürlich der erste Schritt. And naturally, the first step to ending this kind of suffering is to make sure that people find out about it. If you don't know it exists, how are you supposed to help? Und dann zu den Zahlen, dadurch, dass man als Aktivist oder als Mensch halt im Tierschutz immer mehr reinrutscht, bekommt man auch immer mehr... But let's talk about the numbers. When you're working in animal welfare, you'll bit by bit be able to get more access to information on the topic. For example, by working at my animal welfare organization, I found out about a company that makes animal food that collects data and puts together statistics. This company gives out information and also asks around at the other animal welfare organizations and their animal shelters to find out how many dogs and cats or other animals have been rescued. And then they put this together into a statistic. This information is then used by the animal welfare in Spain to know how many animals have been abandoned. But it's only the animal shelters that are willing to work with this particular company that get to fill in these questionnaires. They are talking about 50,000 animals. The 50,000 that are always mentioned everywhere, because that is the number they get from the statistics. But as I've said before, we're talking about one single private company collecting data every year. And they are no doubt doing a great job. They even donate food for participating in their survey. Obviously, animal shelters will happily take part because food is always needed. But this number goes up every year because more and more animal shelters participate. In the last survey, almost 400,000 animals were registered. Almost 200,000 dogs alone. 200,000 dogs. 70% of these are hunting dogs. So, as you can see, the number of 50,000 is very much outdated. So, firstly, not even all the animal shelters and animal welfare organizations that are caring for these dogs participate in this survey, meaning that their data is lost. And on top of that, everything that happens unnoticed in rural areas where animals were killed or abandoned and aren't lucky enough to get rescued by animal welfare, these animals don't make it into the statistics? That is correct. So you have to assume that the real number is much higher? Doppelt. Twice. Twice as high. Because there actually are lots of people in the countryside that take in animals. This has to be acknowledged too. Even if it's hard to believe, but most Spanish people love animals. Most Spanish people are kind to animals. There are lots of people in rural areas that will take notice if a hunter nearby abuses, abandons or even tries to kill his animals. And if the animal manages to get away just in time and they realize that it will be harmed, they often say, 
hey, why don't you give it to me if you don't want it? They are just ordinary people who then take in the animals and either keep them for themselves or give them away to relatives, family, friends or other acquaintances. But because no animal welfare organizations are involved in this, these animals again are not registered. So if the statistic adds up to 200,000 dogs, I would dare to say it has to be twice as many in reality. And 70% of those are hunting dogs. The Protection of Animals Act was established in 1991. Animal protection acts are not enforced on a national level, though, but every region has their own laws for animal protection. Since 1991, people's relationship towards animals has changed a lot. The law is completely outdated. It's not only outdated, but the Protection of Animals Act itself isn't even any good. House pets are not considered living beings with feelings and perceptions, but as inanimate objects. Whether I own a chair or a table or a dog, it's all the same. But the worst part is that hunting dogs are considered working animals for hunting. They are not protected by this law, but excluded from it. They are not even worth as much as a chair or table. If I stole a chair or a table, I'd be punished in the same way I would if I stole or hurt a dog. But if I hurt a hunting dog, nothing happens. It's livestock, and that is worth even less. This is the first time I heard about this. So hunting dogs are entirely unprotected. Does this mean that there is no use in even reporting a hunter for torturing a hunting dog? Yes, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that is correct. They are completely unprotected. So entstand die Bewegung von NAC, von No a la Casa. That is how our movement No a la Casa came about. And the Spanish government has no interest in taking action against animal abuse on a national level? Politicians, officials, administrations are not interested. Quite the opposite. From their point of view, it's much more important to make sure that hunting continues because it's profitable. There are licenses to be granted and therefore money to be made. And of course, there is business in selling everything related to hunting, like guns, etc. On the people's side, there's also no interest, because people just don't know what's going on. The common man who isn't exposed to animal welfare issues doesn't know that the laws for animal protection are terrible. And he also doesn't know that hunting dogs are excluded from this law. You only find out about it when you are fighting this battle. 
I've been an active member of the animal protection community since I arrived on this island. And even I didn't know about the statistics. Not until I got into my animal welfare organization, by chance, because I speak both languages and it's a German organization based on Tenerife and in Germany, APRAM. Dadurch, dass ich halt weite Sprachen kann, das ist ein deutscher Tierschutzverein auf Teneriffa, Abram. Und da kam auf einmal dieses Schreiben von dieser Firma, die ich kannte, vom Futter. Aber ich wusste nicht, One day at Abram, we got a letter from this animal food company that we talked about. I had no idea that this is the only available statistic and that the company only collects data from animal shelters who are willing to collaborate. So a lot of numbers are left out. I only found out about this when I started working with Abram as an animal rights activist. Incredible, I'm speechless. I have one more, maybe naive question from an outsider's perspective. Why isn't the European Union doing anything? Do you have an answer or maybe an idea? We've tried that too. We've knocked on many doors and taken lots of different roads in trying to do something. In order to end animal suffering, it's not enough to only adopt, rescue and rehome the animals. We can't even keep up with the rehoming. There are so many. We've tried to contact different authorities here in Spain, starting with local administrations right up to the government in Madrid. We've organized lots of protests and have tried everything to get in touch with people who will be able to help us. That's how we ended up dealing with the EU. We met one delegate, Stefan Eck, who was able to show us which door to knock on in order to get help. Unfortunately, hunting is protected because it's treated as a type of sport or a tradition, just as bullfighting is. And if this is the case, apparently, it's not possible for the EU to put any bans on it. On the European level, there actually is an Animal Protection Act that most European countries agreed to go along with. But this doesn't apply to Spain either because hunting dogs are not defined as pets. And hunting is treated as a sporting event that the EU has no influence on. So we had to try out something else. We tried to stop the EU subsidies. Because on top of everything else, hunting and bullfighting still are financially supported by the EU. If you register these types of activities as a tradition or a nationally treasured sport, you will get money. I don't know exactly how much that is for hunting, but for bullfighting it's about 132 million euros per year. Unbelievable. You can look the numbers up. It's all on Google. Funds given to Spain by the EU for torturing bulls to death. That sounds a bit brutal, and of course nobody would describe it like that. They'll say they are getting 132 million euros to support tradition. It's a bit less for hunting, but there is financial support there too. So the only thing that could be done, and what we have managed to achieve by organizing all those protests, was to make sure the EU reduces or fully cuts its financial support. 
And that is a good thing, because if Spain doesn't have this money, it'll be more difficult to keep up this tradition. They cannot self-finance. Entry fees are not enough to uphold all of this. So the EU not sponsoring hunting anymore is very important and a big help to us. But apart from that, there isn't much they can do, because the higher level laws of the EU don't apply here. Somehow hunters have managed to block this by declaring hunting a tradition. Einwirken. Irgendwie haben die Jäger das so gemacht, dass die das verriegelt haben, dadurch, dass es eine Tradition ist, dass dann die übergeordneten EU-Gesetze da keinen Einfluss darauf haben. opinion it's important to stay open-minded and to not condemn Spain and its population. Would you say that animal abuse is so ingrained in the Spanish culture that you have to regard it as being a tradition? Yes, I would say so. Animal abuse is so intertwined with traditions that people aren't even aware that they are abusing animals. For one thing, because it hasn't been established by law and therefore can't be invoked. And secondly, most people are simply unaware of any abuse. And anyone who is aware of it and speaks up against it will definitely get some strange looks. Menschen sich gar nicht bewusst sind und der der sich bewusst ist und etwas dagegen sagt, der wird dann komisch angeguckt und dann gibt es halt auch keine Institutionen, die das fördern. And there aren't any institutions that would support you in protecting the animals either. So when you realize that animal abuse isn't normal or natural, but you don't have any support, you might think Okay, maybe it's me who isn't normal. This often happens to people who witness something and realize that something's just not right, but have nobody to turn to. So, if you don't manage to pluck up the courage to put yourself out there and say, no, this isn't normal and I do not accept it, then nothing happens. You don't want any trouble and just keep your mouth shut. This brings me to the subject of No Alakasa. What is Plataforma No Alakasa? Well, it's registered as Plataforma No Alakasa. It's an association of people who defend animals that are used for hunting and who try to improve their situation. The first protest took place in Madrid in 2010. There were barely 30 people there who had come together to show the world that they don't agree with the keeping of hunting dogs, the abuse and the mistreatment, and especially with the fact that these animals are not protected by the animal protection laws. Gehalten oder benutzt werden und erst recht nicht, dass diese Tiere keinerlei Schutz vom Gesetz her haben. Das war das erste Jahr. Und Jahr für Jahr haben sich dann immer mehr Menschen angeschlossen. Year after year, more and more people joined in, until there were so many people in Madrid that the idea came up to take this whole movement to other cities too. 
From there, it all grew very quickly, and from one year to the next, twice as many cities took to the streets on the same day. In 2020, for example, it was 39 cities in Spain. And then, a few years ago, a few cities outside of Spain started to join in as well. Cities that were home to people who had adopted Spanish hunting dogs and had found out about the horrors going on in Spain. They wanted to support us by taking to the streets and protesting with us. So that was maybe another 12 or 13 cities in Italy, France, Germany, Belgium, Netherlands. It all adds up to thousands of people showing the world that they are against the mistreatment of hunting dogs in Spain. Vielleicht 12, 13 Städte, die außerhalb von Spanien, in Italien, in Frankreich, in Deutschland, in Belgien, in Holland auf die Straße gegangen sind und auch eine Demo gemacht haben. Und wenn man dann alles zusammenzählt, die ganzen Menschen, sind es tausende Menschen, die zeigen, dass sie dagegen sind, aber trotzdem ändern sich die spanischen Gesetze nicht. But still, the laws in Spain haven't changed. Our efforts still aren't enough to change the situation in Spain, unfortunately. What does your work look like when you are not protesting in the streets? Of course, No a la Caza collaborates with other organizations and we try to put out the information for people in other ways. As I've said before, if people don't know that this is happening, they can't support us or fight against it. Anything we can do to get people informed about the situation of hunting dogs in Spain is important. At this point, there are many different groups of people trying to help, not only activists, but also, for example, teachers in the educational system. There's a society that I'm also part of that's called PRODA, Profesionales para la Defensa Animal. They are people of different professions who are fighting for animal rights by putting together projects with school kids to teach them how to keep and to handle animals properly. Teaching the children is extremely important. It's the children who stab baby calves at country festivals or chase them until they are tortured to death. I don't think of these children as little monsters. By tradition, they don't consider animals as beings with feelings, but objects to play with. That is what we want to change by visiting the schools. And by us, I mean No a la Caza, Proda, and other local animal welfare organizations. Durch diese Volkstradition sehen die die Tiere nicht als empfindende Wesen, sondern sehen die Tiere einfach als Objekt, mit dem man spielen kann. Und wenn man das ändert an den Schulen und wie gesagt, da ist Nackt tätig, da ist Broda tätig. Wir machen hier auf Teneriffa auch mit dem Tierschutzbund an sich here in Tenerife, we also cooperate with the Humane Society and together we organize initiatives at schools. This is very important because it can potentially change the children's relationship with animals and help them see them as living beings with feelings and no longer as objects. And when a child realizes that an animal is a creature with feelings, then it'll no longer want to torture or even kill it. That's the goal. That is what we are fighting for. All of the different societies and organizations within the movement have the same goal. Animals have to be respected, not abused.
alle Vereine zusammen oder alle Bewegungen zusammen. Wir haben immer alle das gleiche Ziel und das ist, dass die Tiere respektiert und nicht misshandelt werden. Has anything changed over the past few years? Can you see any successes? Der erste Eindruck ist, dass es immer schlimmer und immer mehr wird. Well, the first impression is that it's getting worse and worse. But I think that is because nowadays we have a lot more access to information and it's much easier to make things public. Incidents are more public and that's why it seems as if there are more and more of them dass die Fälle, die es gibt, immer mehr werden. Aber wenn man dann ein bisschen recherchiert oder dann Kommentare hört, dass ein Jäger in das Tierheim kommt und seine Jagdhunde abgeben will. But in the meantime you hear reports of a hunter surrendering his dogs to a shelter because he doesn't want to hunt anymore. Or a hunter hands over his dogs because he knows exactly that there could always be somebody watching if he kills the dogs or does anything to them. Word has spread that abusing animals isn't easy anymore and that there is always a chance of getting reported for it, even without real support from the authorities. There are more and more people who will report abuse and will no longer tolerate it. And when a hunter is worried about getting into trouble for killing his dogs, he will surrender them to a shelter instead. And if on top of that, he decides that he doesn't want to hunt anymore because maybe his grandchild took part in one of our projects at school and now doesn't agree with using dogs for hunting anymore or with how their granddad is keeping them, then that is a huge success for us. ...zur Jagd benutzt werden oder dass dein Enkelkind einfach nicht jagen möchte oder die Tiere nicht so halten möchte, wie der Opa das hat, dann ist das für uns schon ein Erfolg, weil das heißt dann, diese Aktivitäten, die wir an den Schulen gemacht haben, because it means that our initiatives in schools are working. Children that have taken part don't agree with hunting anymore and with the way the animals are being treated, and then tell their grandfather that they don't want to follow in his footsteps. And then granddad gives up his animals. We do make these kind of experiences now, and that is a win, of course. That is what we have to focus on and tell ourselves that we are on the right path. Unfortunately, we're still way too slow and very far from our goal, but we are on the right path. Und das ist dann schon ein Erfolg. Also da muss man sich daran festhalten und sagen, wir sind auf dem richtigen Weg, aber leider, leider noch viel zu langsam und noch viel zu weit von unserem Ziel, was wir gerne hätten. Aber wir sind auf dem richtigen Weg. You can't negotiate with the hunters. Isn't it dangerous to be an animal rights activist in Spain? There certainly are hunters you don't want to start an argument with. If you discover anything they'd rather hide, there are some individuals that can get a little aggressive, and they do have guns. There definitely were a few incidents where dealing with these people was dangerous. But what's dangerous about these people is that they don't realize that they are abusing animals or doing anything bad. They think they are doing the right thing. And the worst part about that is that there is no legislation to back us up. So, if we find animals somewhere in a cave that live in terrible conditions on a chain without food or water, and we want to save them, 
We can't do anything because there are no laws that allow us to. On the contrary, we activists get into trouble because we are breaking the law by trespassing on private property. So we get into more trouble than the person who is keeping those animals under these terrible conditions. And if you're then dealing with someone who gets violent and doesn't understand what we are doing, things can escalate quickly. Und wenn man dann halt mit jemandem zu tun hat, der eh ein bisschen aggressiv ist oder der halt nicht richtig versteht, was wir da machen, kann es dann schon passieren, dass man dann Ärger mit dem bekommt. Und äh, wir bekommen immer von den Tierschutzvereinen gesagt. Animal Welfare Organizations keep telling us not to get wrapped up in arguments, especially when it could come to blows. And we all agree on that. We have to stay calm and act cautiously to keep out of harm's way and to not pick any fights with the hunters. But sometimes it's difficult. I can only imagine how hard it must be to keep calm when you see pictures of dogs that have been thrown into rivers in rubbish bags, blow to the head, still alive in some cases and found just by accident. And you have an idea which hunter could have done this. That must be very hard and emotional. And then knowing that you have to remain calm when facing the hunter. Or shelters that have to act all friendly towards the hunter because otherwise he won't give up his dogs. Animal welfare depends on cooperating with the hunters when they come to think of giving up their animals. It must be extremely difficult to suppress feelings of anger or maybe even hatred and to stay open-minded towards these people. Das ist kompliziert, das stimmt. Und Hass ist dabei. Hass ist dabei, weil wenn man sieht, wie die die Tiere halten oder was die mit ihren Tieren machen. It is very hard, you're right. And there's definitely hate there. Because when you see how they are keeping the animals or what they are doing to them, you can't stop yourself from hating them. But it's a fact that if you manage to keep you cool and are open to negotiation, you can save a lot more animals than by giving in to your feelings. It wouldn't be the first time that a hunter you are arguing with says, well, maybe I've treated my dog badly, but you're not getting it. And then he kills the dog right in front of our eyes and maybe adds, look, this is your fault, now I've had to kill it. You left me no choice. Und das ist sehr schwer, mit denen zu verhandeln. Und da muss man also wirklich ganz gelassen versuchen, mit denen umzugehen. Das heißt aber nicht, dass wir dann trotzdem... So they are cruel sometimes and it's difficult to negotiate with them. Keeping calm really is the best way of dealing with them. But that doesn't mean that we don't try to report a hunter if circumstances allow it. But only after he has handed over his dogs, of course. It's like a performance sometimes where everyone plays their part. People who can keep their calm will do the negotiating, others rescue the dogs, and others again try to take legal action against the hunter. Sometimes different organizations work together so that the hunter can't single out a target for taking revenge, for example. It's very complicated. Sometimes we have to put together a proper battle plan for trying to get the animals out. And most of the time we fail, because there aren't any laws to support us. Very often we have to work around the back, not legally as we would like to, but sometimes we have to do things that aren't really okay. And that is a huge problem. And sometimes our hands are tied because we aren't supported by the law. 
Problem, dass wir manchmal nicht handeln können, weil wir das Gesetz nicht auf unserer Seite haben. When we talked earlier, Teresa mentioned the project Imagine Canarias. What is this about? Ich wohne auf Teneriffa. Direkt oder indirekt leben wir alle vom Tourismus. I live on Tenerife. We all make a living from tourism here, directly or indirectly. If the tourists stay away, that isn't good at all. And I don't want that to happen. And it's definitely not our movement's goal to scare people off so that they don't want to come here anymore. The project Imagine Canarias was brought into being by accident. Its aim is to reach the tourists, to inform them about the situation and to tell them that if they come across animal suffering, they shouldn't be alarmed and stay away. Quite the contrary, they should keep coming because we need them to help us expose it and report it. Weil sie hier den Aufenthalt genießen und zweitens, weil wir diese Touristen brauchen, weil wenn die Touristen auf ihren Wanderungen diese Situation von den Hunden entdecken, dass die dann wissen, wie sie reagieren müssen. If, for example, they discover mistreated dogs on one of their hiking trips, they have to know what to do. They have to report it, call the emergency line, or if they don't speak any Spanish, at least tell their hotel staff about what they have discovered and that they think it's awful and that they object to it. If the tourists stayed away, that would really hurt us. Not only economically, but also because so many cases of mistreatment of dogs and other animals, like goats, would remain unseen. Unterwegs sind und für die meisten Einheimischen ist es schwieriger, das zu entdecken als die Touristen. Wenn die Touristen das entdecken, dann Tourists who go on hiking trips in the canyons or the mountains are very often the only ones able to discover animal abuse. For most of the locals, it's a lot more difficult to find out about it. It's very important to us that it's reported. So if the tourists protest and complain about it at their hotels, that helps us a lot. Für Spanien. Und dann ist das passiert, dass jetzt konkret auf Teneriffa, dass auf einmal der Tourismusbund mit dem... So here on Tenerife, the Tourism Association and the Humane Society started to come together to discuss what could be done to clean up the Canary Islands' bad image, to make sure that tourists weren't scared away and kept coming. So we said... Well, we can help clean up our image, but you will have to help us too. By not just covering up the bad stuff, but by improving the animal situation. If we don't want tourists to stay away, we can't simply gloss over animal suffering, but we have to make sure that it doesn't happen anymore. And then tourists will continue to love to come here because our island is worth a visit. Das war also sehr, sehr wichtig, dass wir gesehen haben, dass der Tourismusverband sich Sorgen gemacht hat. It was very important to know that the Tourism Association was starting to get worried because tourists were complaining. It's not uncommon that tourists go to watch the bullfighting because it's just something you do when you visit the country and they think, okay, I'll endure this, but I think it's horrible and I'll never come back. But no, that's not what you should do. You should come back, but you should say, no, I'm not participating in this because it's not good. And that helps us, because the Spanish authorities see that they'll have to change something if they want to keep the tourists coming. When it comes to money and reputation, they get touchy. That's a good point of action. Ja, das ist noch nicht lange, dieses Imagine Ganarias Projekt, aber seitdem es läuft, 
The Imagine Canarias project hasn't been around long, and the corona pandemic has put a stop to our efforts for the moment. But our experiences have been very positive, because for one thing, we have been able to help tourists to decide or to know what to do if they witness any abuse. And for another thing, we are seeing that the pressure on authorities and administrations is growing, because tourism is the main source of income on the Canaries. We'll carry on as soon as we possibly can. The tourists are our allies. We're placing all our hopes in them. Just imagine if at every bullfight there were tourists calling the police in front of the arena and saying, they're torturing animals in there, this is a violation of animal rights. They would be very surprised. That would build up a lot more pressure than if local animal rights activists did the same thing. Und zweitens, weil der Druck, den sie machen können, viel, viel wichtiger ist. Stell dir mal vor, wenn bei jedem Stierkampf irgendwelche Touris vor der Stierkampfarena die Polizei rufen und sagen, da drin wird ein Tier gequält und das ist gegen die Tierrechte. Da würden die sich aber wundern. Das macht viel mehr Druck, als wenn das ein örtlicher Tierschützer macht. Theresa, Theresa, what are your expectations for the future? What do you wish for? The children, our future generation, are our biggest hope. If we can get the young ones to change their attitude towards animals, that'll be our foot in the door for improving the animals' living conditions. It's the steadiest path, but also the longest and the slowest one. Ideally, reports to the police, protest marches, education and information will all work together. As I've said, education and information are our most important pillars in this fight, but that will take its time. In the meantime, all we can do is raise people's awareness. To quote Albert Einstein, the world isn't threatened by evil people, but by those who allow evil to take place. We are trying to eliminate the evil, but also to not allow it to even happen in the first place. That is our goal, and I think the goal of every movement or organization to make life easier for the animals. And for people too, at the end of the day. Because I believe that if we respect animals and improve our coexistence with them, we will benefit too. Und das ist unser Ziel, und ich glaube, das Ziel von allen Bewegungen und Vereinen, die sich zusammenschließen, es den Tieren einfacher zu machen. Und im Endeffekt auch den Menschen, weil ich glaube, wenn wir die Tiere respektieren und wenn wir das Zusammenleben einfacher machen, dann kommt es auch uns zugute. Wie kann man euch How can we support no unterstützen? Was sehr, sehr wichtig ist, ist, was du zum Beispiel jetzt machst, das bekannt. What you are doing right now is very important, for example, spreading the word to raise people's awareness of what's going on. What you all are doing in Germany is very important, adopting all these abused dogs. But that can't be the solution. It's great for the short term, but in the long run it isn't, because you have to change people's attitude in Spain. There shouldn't be so many abused dogs that need to be adopted in the first place, but the abuse should be getting less, and the dogs should be kept in a species-appropriate environment können ist diese Bewegung zu unterstützen. Wie gesagt, die Information auch an die Touristen weiterhin in unser Land zu kommen, nicht wegbleiben und nicht zu sagen, die And I believe it is very important to send a message to the tourists, 
to please keep visiting our country, to not stay away, and not to say, all oh, the Spanish are cruel people, we won't support that. But as I said, we're working on that. ...informiert wird oder gut genug darüber berichtet wird. Und da sind wir jetzt, wie gesagt, auch schon auf dem Weg. Aber ich möchte wirklich darauf beharren, dass die meisten... I'd really like to emphasize again that most of the Spanish people are very fond of animals. It's only a few bad people who abuse them. But most people treat the animals well, but just don't know how to stand up against animal cruelty. Education and information are the be-all and end-all here. All our efforts have to go into waking up people and of course into teaching the younger generation what treating animals kindly actually looks like. Teresa, that's it. Thank you so much for this very valuable conversation. No, it's me who has to say thank you, because the only way to fight animal cruelty is to make lots of people hear about it. And that's why it's so important that there are people like you who try to spread the word and share this information, because in the end, this is the most effective way to fight it and to improve the situation. And hopefully, we'll succeed in the next few years. I'm not a young woman anymore, but I would love to be able to witness this in my lifetime. Hoffentlich werden wir das in baldigen Jahren schaffen. Also ich wünsche mir, ich bin nicht mehr so jung, aber ich wünsche mir, dass ich es noch sehen dürfte. Ja, das wünsche ich dir und uns auch. I hope so too. I'm sure that things will not change from one day to the next and that it will take a few years. But let's hope that it won't take many generations to make a change, but that it will be faster. I really hope so, yes. But I think if we all work together, we'll make change happen much faster. I'm sure of it. Thank you very much for this great conversation, and I hope we'll talk again soon. And I'm pretty sure we will. Thank you. This interview was made on January 25th, in 2021. Check out the show notes for links to No Alacasa, Abram and Imagine Canarias. Feel free to leave a comment at the episode's post on Instagram. Search for galgo.fm. On Instagram, you will also find Jaspers Abenteuer. That's the spot where my girlfriend Anja shows the steering life of our Galgo Jasper. And you can send me an email if you have any questions about the podcast, Galgos or my interview partners. The address is podcast at kriton.de. You'll find it in the show notes too. Translation and voiceover for this episode by Hilary Möckel. Thanks for listening and hear you next time. <laughs>